Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to Transformation for Success Radio Talk Show. And I want to give a big shout out to all my international, national, and local listeners. I trust you're having a great day or afternoon or evening. And greetings to my West A family. You know, for many years, my passion has been to empower people with simple success principles to transform their lives. So are you seeking more answers? Are you searching for them? Do you want more out of life? in 2020, well, keep listening because Transformation for Success is the show to listen to. Each day, we hope to make a difference in the lives of others, and this show is designed to do exactly that, sharing stories of successful people from all walks of life and professions who discuss their transformational journeys with authenticity and transparency. For your information, Transformation for Success is now on syndicated podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, all for your listening pleasure, all hours of the week and daily. And also, we are now on your home devices, Google, Alexa. Yes, you can tune in to the Transformation for Success show with Dr. B. So how many of you have filled your life with business, but you know deep down inside that there's something more for you, something greater for you in 2020? You know it, you sense it, but you don't know how and don't know what to do. How many of you want to flip time to focus on meaningful activities and the work you love? Well, today, my guest, Miss Karen Briscoe, author, contributing writer, and a podcaster of her own five-minute success concept, is going to share with you how she began, where many of you are from, being on a heroine's journey, being too busy, and where it's been a comfortable arena for her, using it as a badge of honor, and she was feeling deep down unfulfilled, And today, she enjoys remarkable success. What did she find? And what are the strategies did she use to become where she is today? Well, you're going to find out. So, greetings, greetings, Karen. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show. Well, I love talking about success and transformation, so I'm delighted to be a guest. Well, I'm excited because we have a lot to talk about. And first of all, I want you to share with me what was your life before? I know a little bit about like you were so busy. So tell me, what was it like for you? Where did you grow up and where? And just give me a little bit of background. Well, I grew up in the Midwest of an entrepreneurial father, and after college, ended up in Dallas where I met my husband and we had our children, and his career in public policy took us to the D.C. metro region, and I was a predominantly the, the um, stay-at-home mom with our kids when they were young because of my husband's travel and work schedule, and so as they started to be a little bit um, more out of the house, I wanted to get back into the workforce, and I re-entered back into the field I was in previously, which was in real estate. I started out on the commercial side, and I found that the working on the commercial side is, is 
what I call the hard side um, of the business, where you have the negotiation and strategy and you know deal making and that type of thing. But I missed what I a lot of people call the soft side, and that is the relationships and the people. So I entered the residential side of the business in 2002, and if you'll remember that time frame, the just had the dot com bust, and um, yes. so it was a challenging. And then 9/11, so it was a challenging time. Um, but I met with success pretty quickly because I found I did combine both those sides really well. And as often happens when people meet with success quickly, I um, had someone that was a top agent in the nation, number 10 actually at the time, Sue Huckabee, asked me to become her partner. And then that was in 2006, which was everybody was high-flying in real estate in 06, as you may recall. And then sadly, she passed away in 08. And that was the same... (laughs) <laughs> time that the financial markets crashed, the real estate market crashed, so I had all of this happen at the same time. I'm a resilient person. I set about to rebuild, brought on a business partner, Lizzie Conroy, and I think it's almost the challenges that has drawn people to want to know, well, how do you do that, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. to go from um, such great success to then meeting those challenges and then coming out and, and rebuilding. So that's, that's where my story started, but now I've taken a, the direction of what I call my creative endeavors, and that's, that's kind of the next chapter. How did you, how did you, you know, you had these earlier challenges. What was the one or two things that helped you to overcome them, Karen? I would say... The primary one is that recognizing the value in being a strong lead generation, generator, business developer, prospecting, I had that as my, in the very beginning, and I stayed strong with that. The other thing I really think was impactful, being in Texas in the 1980s, I mm-hmm. had the muscle memory of the savings and loan crisis and being a commercial real estate at that time then, I felt when the market started shifting. And so when the market started shifting in the 2000s, even though it was a different kind of crisis, I felt it. And so I was probably more proactive in terms of making decisions of of investing in in or pulling back the investment in certain uh, areas of, say, marketing and that type of thing. And, and so, I, whereas a lot of people, they were kind of late to recognizing that mm-hmm. the market it was shifting. I was like, it's kind of like, that's kind of too late. I like to say, it's like Wayne Gretzky says, you know, he skates to where the puck is going. Really, yeah. it's, <laughs> you know, in order to be resilient and, and thrive in challenging times or survive first and then thrive, you have to be going to where, you know, the market is going instead of waiting and doing it after the fact. Um, and that's what I think a couple of those things were really key to the success. So I, I think what I hear you saying, too, is number one, you recognize your value, recognizing what you brought to the table as a lead generator. So you begin to you recognize that. And, you know, when you have recognition of that, that then gives you the strength to move into the market. Uh, And then secondly, I see what I picked up from what you said was you were a visionary, more or less being able to predict and and take steps before the market actually crashed. So you begin to see some things and you begin to take action. Is that right? Am I correct? 
Yes, and a lot of that was because I had the muscle memory of seeing it before, but it being visionary mm-hmm. in the sense of it wasn't exactly the same, so I had to recognize what were the key elements of it. And then I would mm-hmm. say the third thing is is I also recognized the benefits of having a business partner, and so when I met my current business partner, we've been uh, together for over 10 years, it really was that strength in us working together because it was a challenging time in the market, and I... For myself, I really, you know, we're this, the, the, the strength mm-hmm. in having someone to do it with <laughs> was really beneficial for me. Well, I think that's good. There's strengths in having partners, but having the right partner seems like you have the right partner. <laughs> so, yes, I'm blessed in that sense. At the same time, though, I think that um, we both we have different strengths, and that is mm-hmm. part of the. That's part of of the secret. That's the magic. That is the magic key. Um, Karen, but you you shared, I think, uh, and we sort of had this discussion about you went along in life being very busy and, and you said it became a competitive arena and a badge of honor. What did you mean by this? It seems as though, and not just for me, but so many people, I find that busy has become this badge of honor because it's like almost like almost a competitive arena. Like, okay, I've got more going on than you have going on, so but I'm busier <laughs> than you are busy, or something okay. like that. Yeah. For yeah. me, what I found was I was busy with a very successful business, have a great marriage with my husband over three decades, two kids that are doing well in their lives, uh, adults now. and But I looked around and I go, okay, so like, is this it? So like, it was kind of like, well, what are you busy about? <laughs> and I found that that was where there was still something more for me to do. And if you, you know, look back to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs right. and the pyramid, you know, where you have the, the physical needs and, you know, the safety needs, security needs and the relationship needs, but then there's and prestige. Needs. <laughs> it seems like yeah. self-actualization for me mm-hmm. kept getting put off. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll do that when the kids, you know, get out of college, or I'll do that when right. this, you know, deal's done, or when I retire, or whatever. And so it felt like that meaningful work, or you know, contribution or creativity was something that kept getting put off because the busyness was taking over. Um, and so that's what I mean about what was, was taking place. And I find this to be a, a lot of people uh, struggle with this. I'm sure. And, and yes, they do. You, you also stated that you found out that the only one stopping Karen was yourself. Oh, so gosh, how did you, how did you find this information? Because how, how did you find that out? You know, what propelled you to go on a search? that you actually discovered the only person stopping me is myself. Many people, you know, don't really know how do you do that. <laughs> so I started working with a, a personal coach. I had had okay. productivity coaches and business coaches, but I started working with more of a life executive coach, and I was in a coaching, a woman's coaching uh, group, and we had been together for, I don't know, six or eight months, and we'd gone on retreat, and we were each to select one project or one idea that we wanted to work on, and I had selected writing a book because that's where this whole time quandrum came in. I said I didn't have enough time to write a book. And so the last day of the retreat, each of us were supposed to present on what was stopping us. And 
so many people, myself included, you know, the classic standards are, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, exterior reasons, right? And I got up in front of them and I just honestly said, well, the only one stopping me is me. I mean, truly, I, I'm self-employed. I have as much time as everybody else does, right? Everybody has the same amount of time. And so why am I, it's more of like, why am I not doing it then? Okay, so there's something more. And so when I delved into that, I recognized that it was really more of a, a, and I I don't even like to use the word time management because time is a creative thing. It was Mm -hmm. me managing myself. um, And so I, then had a couple of more epiphanies, um, Dr. B. One was the urgency of it, because back to putting things off into the future, I um, had this epiphany that the time had come for my idea, the five-minute success concept, and that if I didn't do it and somebody else did, then I would have a future regret. And that's actually a very powerful concept. I'm sure you're aware of, like, you know, you look at your yes. future self and you go, if you look back and you go, if you haven't done something, will you regret you hadn't done it? And then I came up with this, or I, I, I found out about this time hack uh, that's really, you can do it at any time, but it's based on the daylight savings time mm-hmm. and the fall where you fall back. And your body clock is already on that time. So I use that time that I created to stay getting up that hour early, if you will, and self-professed, not morning person, but I was like, if I'm going to be in alignment with myself and myself says they want to do something, then I have to make those changes. I have to put in place uh, the habits in order to be able to do what I say I want to do. And so I started getting up an hour early and it changed everything because the most important thing was I started being in alignment and true to my authentic self of what I said I wanted to do. And then once I started doing that, it became clear to me that I was stopping <laughs> me. And so then I had other things where I was like, okay, well, why am I doing that? And so it really has had such a profound effect. It's and I and you've been such a blessing to so many people. <clears throat> One of my questions is: Did you have support uh, <clears throat> from family members, you know, in in helping you with this endeavor? Because you're you're you know you're getting up earlier, you're doing things different, and you're writing a book. Did you have support? You know, it's it, yes. In terms of my husband has been one of my chief cheerleaders and my business partner as well. That's Very good. supportive in the sense that uh, they let me do what I wanted to do. I can't say that I just really had support. Like, um, it's, it's, it's fascinating what happens when people start to change, right? Where, like, yes. you think, yes. oh, they're all going to be embracing this. I can't say there was necessarily an embracing, um, but there was at least not resistance. So that was okay. beneficial. I could see how if you had a different... Um, environment that that could be, but also resistance sometimes causes people to have more, you know, um, grit, if you will, or determination to push through. So it was more of a, of a, I don't want to say apathy, that's not the right word. It was more of like, sure, do whatever you want to do. So it required me, though, uh-huh. to do what I said I wanted to do. So it almost was like I had to come up with the, the, the impetus for the change, that nobody was going to do it for me. So that is something that I'm sure you've had many people that you've talked with. There's, there's just different kinds of, of uh, 
you know, resistance and support and, and in in the sense that finding people that are like rallying behind me and everybody's going to give me an Amazon review, I can't say that really happened. Um, but they, they were very, uh, gracious. About it. Well, I ask that they, question they because so so many of yeah. the listeners out there who may be listening to your story saying, well, I've tried to make changes, I've tried to do certain things, and I have, uh, I don't have support, or I lack the cheerleaders in my life. And, and when you do make a change, and when you start to, you've gone along for a long time in a certain pattern, and all of a sudden there's a change, not everybody is supportive, but one has to push on and push through. And I'm so happy that you did. And you know what? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back because we're going to talk about that book and how you managed to do what we call flip time and love life. So, listeners, we're going to be right back with my guest, Miss Karen Briscoe. Stay tuned. <music> Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Katherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back with my interview today with Karen Briscoe, who is the creator and founder, and we're going to talk about that later, of the 80 by 80 movement. But also, just a little entrepreneurial note of success for her. She is the host of 5 Minutes Success, which is a podcast that's ranked number one on Overcast, which is most recommended in the business category. So I want you to make note of that. So Karen, as we get back to you on your journey, I want you to share a little bit of how and why, well, how you learned to flip that time. We learned that. You changed your your body time. You sort of tuned up and tuned that body to a different time. And you wrote this book, Flip Time, Love, Life. And I understand that book is based on your journey. So what do you want the readers to take away from that book? 
So Flip Time Love Life is a heroine's journey, which if you're familiar mm-hmm. with really classical literature and movies, uh, the idea that uh, the heroine or the hero goes out on a call to adventure or it could be a call to contribute, contribution or call to creativity mm-hmm. or um, some sort of calling to meaningful work, and you leave your ordinary life, right? And you get outside your comfort zone, but you also <laughs> meet helpers along the way, mentors, guides, but you also oftentimes meet uh, the, the classic heroine's journey is the Wizard of Oz uh, with Dorothy. Yes. So if you mm-hmm. think about Dorothy leaves Kansas, she was actually going through both an internal and external. Uh, the internal was she wasn't so happy in Kansas, um, but at the same time, she had the, you know, the tornado, the twister, which right. landed her in Oz. She met also, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West. She met challenges. She met the helpers along the way, the lion, the witch, I mean, the lion and the, um, and the scarecrow mm-hmm. and the tin man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she discovered all along it was inside of herself. But she, she came back to Kansas bearing these gifts. And so that's the way the book is written. It's written in a tale format. So that the reason why I chose that genre was I wanted people to see themselves in the story and the opportunity where they could write their own story um, and make their future. And so... The, the beauty of the heroine's journey or the hero's journey is that it's mm-hmm. circular. And so you're always coming back bearing gifts and you go back out again. To get more gifts. <laughs> to get, yes, and to transform. It's That's really, right. and, and hearing your story as well, uh, Dr. B, because you said you started your heroine's journey at about 62. I feel like I really hit my call to creativity um, and adventure and it, it, in my late 50s, um, and I'm 60 now, so I'm so excited to know that I've got yep. many decades ahead of me of my heroine's journey. <laughs> yes, you do. And I, and I was so intrigued uh, about how you founded the 80 by 80 movement, and I was just like so taken with that that I said she's got to talk about the 80 by 80 movement because, you know, listeners, you need to know what this is about, why she created it, and explain what it's about and what is its purpose. So how did you happen to come up with the idea? Now, you talk about flip time and love life. You flip the time. So you founded the, did the 80 by 80 movement emanate from flip time, loving life, your journey? Your heroine's well, journey? Well, they're all part of the journey, right? Because it's all the heroine's <laughs> journey. So what happened was a friend of my son's and a group of them were going to do a sprint triathlon. And I have to say that as, you know, at the time I was 59, I really never considered myself an athlete. I wasn't athletic as a child or in my youth. I am an active person, but I never considered myself an athlete. And I was like, sure, why not? It's part of my, you know, trying new things and, and living a full life. And it turned out that I actually placed the fastest uh, in the novice category for my age, no kidding. So the young, yeah, it was. I, I had no idea, <laughs> and so I um, had somebody say to me, "Were well, you going to like do more of these?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be the person that does 80 <laughs> by the time I turn 80." And it really stuck. And this is why, Barbara, is if you think about habit formation or future self, when you have something to look forward to, you know, in, in movement, which is fitness and health, um, oftentimes people, you know, get bored or they, they start something and, you know, they, you, you, I'm sure you've seen this happen with people like they 
they start a new routine, particularly New Year's is the most common thing, but they don't yep. stay with it because they don't have anything to draw them to it, right, to get excited about. So the idea of the 80 by 80 is to commit to complete 80 by the time you turn 80. Now, if you're over 80, then you can do... Uh, you can come up you with your own challenges you for up life. Can you up to 100? Can you up to 100? <laughs> yes, you can do 100 by 100. I, I mean, there's nothing that, that says that you have to. But it does. Uh, when when I decided to create it, I, I created a, a website, which is, I'm sure, will be the access. It will be in the show notes. And it allows people to register at no charge. It, there's no obligation. But you can track them. And they mm-hmm. could be either medals, which are, if you're running a race or if you're, you know, participating in anything that's going to get you a medal at the end, you can register that. But you can also do milestones. And the reason why I wanted to include that is because movement is is movement. And if you're doing something like, for example, my son and I hiked Machu Picchu, I think that should be counted, right? I mean, it was quite an accomplishment. And so the the idea is to set these challenges for your life uh, to help you, in you know, stay healthy and fit um, as you age and and live a full life. I, I think it's wonderful because now when I when I when I sort of explored the eighty by eighty movement that that your support group anybody can form this eighty well they can join your eighty by eighty movement. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. as you said, reiterating, I'm reiterating, it's not about being an athlete. But I, the fact I liked about it is that, one, you can create uh, a group around healthy habits and then making maybe walking, just simply walking, a fun part of your daily life. But I like the idea also, if you subtract your age from 80, wherever women or men might be, and then that, that gives you the number of years that can motivate you to a complete certain accomplishments or goals. And I think that's kind of, I just loved it. I really think that, for me, I think it was great. I had to up the age, though. I had to up it. But I, I think you, that <laughs> well, What you just years. said is exactly what I was thinking was, I was like, okay, I want something that's going to keep me inspired and encouraged to stay healthy and fit, and I want to age well. And so I was like, if I always have something I'm working for or working towards, you know, my mm-hmm. next um, movement that I'm going to do. And the reason why I wanted people to come up with their own challenges for life, because I there are certainly plenty of athletic sites where you can go register, um, those type of things. But I wanted people to feel like they could set, establish their own uh, challenges. Well, I think that's so important because, every, like you said, everybody's not going to be the triathlete and they're not going to be climbing yeah. mountains. But the simple thing of just walking or bike riding or taking up something that everybody, you know, an idea, an inspiration that people can do. But I like the, the fact that it's a combo of creating healthy habits and then physical activity. Because as you age, the physical activity is so important and eating healthy is so important. And the fact that you can do, rally it around a movement and a group, I just, I loved it. Thank you so much for being the creator of this. And, and the title of the show is 80 by 80 Movement, Milestones and Medals of a Seasoned Woman. And it could be seasoned man. So we're not leaving you out, men, because you, you can you can enjoy it. And a lot of men, you probably need to be out there walking and having some healthy habits as well. 
Yes, so. absolutely. This is for everyone. And, you know, even young people I've had uh, yeah. register, even though I would say most people are at the 50-plus age, uh, because when they subtract their age from <laughs> 80, then they go, oh, I've got this many years to finish, you know, the, the challenge. So uh, that, it's designed to be a motivator and encourager. And I think that's wonderful. Now, you also created uh, the transformative five-minute success concept. What was your inspiration to write this daily uh, format? Can you share with the listeners your five-minute success concept? Absolutely. So back Mm -hmm. to the not having enough time, what Mm -hmm. I found was when I started doing a lot of coaching and training of people in the real estate space, which is my profession, I'm a a mega real estate agent in the McLean, Virginia, Washington, D.C. metro region, uh, where Amazon HQ2 uh, is basically located in our area. Right. Uh-huh. When I and I am at a, what's considered a mega agent, so like in 2019, our team sold uh, 91 million dollars in real estate. So we sell a lot wow. of houses. Yes, and I, people would say to me that they didn't have enough time uh, to do personal or business development. And you being mm-hmm. in the transformation business, you know that it's like sharpening your saw, right? If you yes. read, if you you know listen to great podcasts such as yours, if you're uh, doing, you know, training and coaching, that's sharpening the saw. It's actually going to make you more um, effective in the long run. So to break down this barrier of not having enough time, I said mm-hmm. to people, well, do you have five minutes a day? And everybody did. And so mm-hmm. what I created was this daily reader, this book, broken out into uh, basically one page, which takes about five minutes. The concepts, though, throughout the book follow what I now is the, also the basis of the 5-Minute Success Podcast, and that is a commit to get leads. So that's business development, prospecting, lead generation. Because mm-hmm. everybody has to have a lead or they have everything to do, Barbara. You know that. Yes. Um, and then, and then consulting conversion, which is what I call consult to sell. So you take the lead, the prospect, the client, and you take them through the process. And then what often happens with salespeople, entrepreneurs, and they can get stuck on kind of a hamster wheel of only as good as their next lead or deal, and that is very transactional kind of life. And so uh, there's concepts and ideas on what I call connect, build, and grow. So that's leverage, it's systems, it's creating an ongoing scalable enterprise rather than just, you know, this transactional life. And then everything requires, as you know, success, thinking, activities, and vision because that's mindset and motivation. And you have a vision for where you want to go in your life and your business, and then you think about how to do it, affirmations, but you also think about a plan, and then you you have to execute. That's the activity. So each day covers one of those concepts or sometimes thinking activities and vision yeah or and also lead generation and you know consulting conversion and business growth so it's each day covers one or more of those concepts Mm -hmm. sometimes okay okay yeah they're integrated but that's how that came about go ahead karen i'm sorry Well, that's how it came about, and it really has turned out to be very powerful because what happens with a lot of books, either informational books that are very heavy with, you know, chapters, um, or inspirational, which sometimes can be 
you know, to get you motivated, but it doesn't give you the substance you need, is that people, they, they get the book and they put it on the shelf, but they don't actually read it. <laughs> um, right. Or they start to read it and then they get overwhelmed. It's kind of a tsunami of information. So the daily actually can, has a huge impact because people are more likely to remember it when they need to remember the concept. And so we're just finding incredible impact. Can can I, I well I have a question too when we talk about get leads um, that's prospecting and then consulting the client process and then connect and grow and it has to be scalable. Am I yeah. uh, repeating it correct correctly? Yeah. Okay. Would this apply to uh, coaches? Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I run into a lot of people. There are a lot of women and and men who are coaching, you know, they're a life coach or they're a financial coach. So I know this uh, aspect in the real estate world, I can in the real estate industry, I should say. But would this translate to coaches and other, other you know, professions? Well, that is what's so powerful about it that I have discovered mm-hmm. on this, you know, three and a half plus year journey with the five-minute success mm-hmm. is that it dots. And that's where the five-minute success podcast came about because – I interviewed a lot of real estate people, but then I started interviewing also coaches and authors and entrepreneurs and salespeople in other fields, and even ministers and people that are in other, what I call, you know, helping Mm -hmm. fields. I find that everybody does this in some way, like... For example, your dentist, right, they, they call that business development prospecting. They have to have patients, so they do something to obtain to patients, so that's lead generation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. actually do the consulting, so they clean your teeth or they do x-rays or some work that they do for that creates business. And then if they, they, if they want to stay in business, they have to put in, you know, leverage and scale and systems. And, and so it's, it's fascinating. You, you really hit the nail on the head, Barbara. It really is a concept whose time has come, and that's what the impact I have found in the 5-Minute Success podcast interviews. Well, I like the TAV. Uh, I'm an acronym person. I remember them. That's what got me through graduate school a lot, <laughs> was uh, acronyms. So we talked about thinking, activities, and vision. Yes. T-A-V. I, and that's a part of the process. you got to think, you got to have activities, yeah. and you got to have vision. If, yep. In fact, it surrounds it all. I use a Venn diagram, and I, I find that it mm-hmm. surrounds it all because it really, in order to be mm-hmm. able to do all the other ones, this one is the overriding one, and that's why your transformation for success is so impactful because if you know, people recognize the fact that their business is only going to be as good as they, they themselves are, right? They're only going right. to rise to that right. level. Right. The, the one aspect of it that when I looked at um, prospects and then lead generation and consulting, I added my own in there. Well, it's like building relationships because in, in this, the consulting process and connecting with that customer, there has to be building a relationship so that people want to come back with you. They want, you know, nowadays people are want, give me a, a valuation on Yelp or let me know how I'm doing. But building a relationship creates lasting value. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. That is a and of key course they're going to they're going to recommend you. They're going to recommend your business or whatever you do because it's been successful. Which leads me to the next question: What have been your your success stories as it relates to people who have used your five minute success concept? 
Well, one of the first epiphanies was a young man who I had met at a training, and he bought my book, and then I saw him at another event, I don't know, three or four months later, and he said mm-hmm, to me, he goes, mm-hmm. it works, and I'm like, okay, well, it works, and he goes, it really does work. He said, it, it was true. What happened is I read one of the stories, it was called First Mover Advantage. See, I still remember it, because it was meant so much <laughs> to me, when he shared the story. And I was like, okay, so how did that work for you? He goes, well, first of all, I remembered it. So when I was on an appointment with a client and I was trying to help them realize that it would be better for them to do it now than to wait, and I remembered the first mover advantage, and I shared it with him. And when I explained it to him, he said, yes, I, I can see how that would work. I, and this is a consulting conversion strategy. And he, he did it, and he got the listing, he sold the house, and he goes, I'm sold, <laughs> I, because the principles of the, and, and really this has been true for many, many beyond the five-minute success, and that is the principles of doing something daily, and the daily mm-hmm. reader, uh, the daily uh, motivational or whatever, is well, the, you know, Zig Ziglar used to say, yeah, you know, it doesn't last every day just like bathing, right? You got to do it every day. You the to idea do it every of day. something yeah. daily creates this habit formation. And when you have that as a habit, then it has the opportunity to have way more impact. Yeah, it will have an, an effect or an impact. That I, This is so great. You know what? We're going to come back because I may have you talk a little bit more about that first move advantage. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And listeners, we're going to be back because we got a lot more to talk with Karen about her entrepreneurial success and motivation. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, welcome back to my interview and discussion today. And we're having fun with Karen Briscoe, who's from McLean, Virginia. So, Karen, I am so intrigued by all the things that you have done, and particularly with Five Minutes Success, 80 by 80. I'm so intrigued by all the things that you have done. You truly are what I call the epitome of the successful entrepreneur. And I know that you're principal owner of Huckabee Briscoe Company with Keller Williams, which is one of the 250 top realtor teams in the United States. So tell me, Karen, as a woman, give me some takeouts in terms of your view on being a successful entrepreneur and a woman. So share that with my audience today. Yes, well, I reached a pretty high-level success pretty quickly, as I shared in my story, in real Mm -hmm. estate. And in residential side, it is predominantly women are in the in the trenches, if you will, as the salespeople. Mm-hmm. But what I found is, is at rise up to the levels of running a mega team like I do and having staff and having agents on a team that there's, it really flips. In fact, it's essentially show that it's, uh, goes from being the majority to being a minority. And, mm-hmm. Women, in terms of their ability to achieve, I, I feel like is is equal to men, and so mm-hmm. I became interested in what the difference was. And what I see is that women often don't recognize that it's running a business, and they oftentimes, and I have as well, <laughs> because it is many times it is personal. We're working with a lot of clients or that are friends or people we know, and sometimes they don't select us. And so I find that women often take that personally. And so the ones that have achieved a high-level success, myself included, recognize that it's a business and running a business. And that's where, when we were talking about the principles of the five-minute success with the Connect to Build and Grow is the putting in steps and the principles in place so that you create a business that has an ongoing sustainable um, components to it. Was that now when when you say that too? Because a lot of lot of times I think women misunderstand. You know, you don't you don't they don't recognize that you're running a business rather than what do you think they think they they're running? Do you, I mean, what is the opposite? That the extreme that you would say a woman who's in a large that company is a hobby, is such a... and and okay. certainly mm-hmm. people want to work at that level. I find though when the men enter residential real estate or commercial real estate, but when the men enter, they're entering it as a profession and as a career, and then as they progress in their. Um, experience and success, then they start to recognize that it needs to be a business. They, they seem to know that more intuitively. I don't know where that happens because I recognize it very quickly. Um, and there are women, believe me, there's many women that are successful in real estate. There's just not as mm-hmm. many as you get to the top. And there, in fact, there's lots of people that are have studied this and researched it, and I'm sure you could find out more. But my what I want to share with your listeners is, and this could be the same with even coaches and other other professions mm-hmm. as well, is that mm-hmm. recognizing the two things that I shared. And one is it's not personal, it is business. And so when people make decisions to work with you or not work with you, to recognize the distinction. And the second one is is to 
make sure you're putting into place the principles of running a business because going, even IRS is going to at some point say, you know, it's a hobby if you're not achieving a certain amount of success in terms of um, money and clients and that type of thing. Well, I always remember the words of Mark Cuban that says, if, if, if you're not, don't have an ROI, then you're, you have a hobby. So, right, it's business. not a business. And so yeah, it, yeah. Uh, that is the, where I find you'll find more women that will pursue um, professions that are just borderline hobbies. And so they are totally capable of doing it. It's just I think it's a mindset, and it's also an education and a training opportunity. And, and you know, there, and I always say they're different strokes for different folks, but I think as we start to, uh, some of us, what I call the seasoned women, and we start to look at it uh, from a different aspect, because we're coming from experiences, and we've got a lot of the younger, the millennials, they're just entering into the game and not quite sure of all of the principles that we've learned, some by default, uh, others, because we intuitively had that um I guess, into it to know that it is a business and to run it as a high ideal business and not as a personal hobby. So, I mean, I thank you for sharing that because I think in when we talk about real estate uh, and there are more and more, I know in California, more, a lot of women in the real estate business. I'm not sure how many of them are principal owners of a real, a real estate agency. But one of the things that for me, it's about building relationships uh, so that you're able to run a business. but Because one of the things, I, I, I didn't want women to think that you've got to be, um, the, what's the word, word I'm looking for? That you're not uh, personable, that you're not, um, you know, a consensus builder, that you're not just this woman that are just tough as nails in running a business. Because I know that's not what you mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, that's one reason why women are really good at the mm-hmm. residential side is because of the relationships. If you remember when I was sharing my yeah. hard side, uh, yeah. you know, soft side of the business, right. it's actually the soft side is what has led to my success. I recognize at the same time, though, that there's a need for the hard skills as well. So for the you know, the developing a business um platform and negotiation skills and strategy skills and market knowledge, those kind of things, I find that women's strengths are very beneficial. That's why they're very good at it. To go to the next level, though, requires both sides. Yes, it does. And do you, do you agree that maybe it's maybe um, might be a wise thing for women to look at, uh, have a um, personality inventory or assessment of what your strengths really are so that you can hone in uh, on the strengths and work on those that maybe you're not as strong as, particularly in certain professions as we go along? Oh, absolutely. And I think that, again, this is something, if I can do it, you can do it too. It can be learned. This Mm -hmm. is not like something, a big secret or magic. It's just recognizing that that is what will take it to the next level and then putting into place those systems, the scalability, because... Uh, I, I find that most women hold themselves back. That Back to uh, the only one stopping me was me. I, I really do mm-hmm. believe that women are capable. They just many times choose not to be. And so I want to empower them and encourage them that they, they can do it if they want to do it. Um, and because I, I would like to see more peers um, at the mm-hmm. high-level um, 
opportunities, masterminds, and that kind of thing. And so when I do, it really is very um, meaningful for me to be talking to someone who uh, has done it as well. And the, But the men, in my view, tend to do it differently. They just do. They, they focus more on the hard side, and the women focus on their uh, strengths, which is, tends to be more the relationship. Well, one of the things that I think that I want the listeners to get out of all of this, as you said today, is not filling up your life with business, but knowing that there's something deeper, something more for you, something greater for you in 2020. And as Karen Briscoe did, she went embarked on a, on a search, a personal journey, and sometimes it requires maybe getting a personal coach to really help you begin to understand that you sometimes can be your own enemy rather than being your own best friend. So I want you to uh, really pick up on some of Karen's success tidbits with going to her website at www.5minutesuccess.com and also go to her website, the 80 by 80 Movement. Karen, would you give me your website for the 80 by 80 Movement? Because I think that is such a great, I don't think I have the website, but if you can give it to us we will go to that website. Absolutely. It's the number 8080x80movement.com. Okay, that's 80x. No, it's 80x80movement.net. Is that right? Com. Did I do it right? Yes, yes, dot com. 80x80movement.com. Com. Go to that website because it is absolutely fabulous, <laughs> and we're all in a movement, all for 2020, to get it going, and at any age, you can create your challenges for life, and you can do anything at any age, so that's for the 30-year-old, and men, you as well. And Karen, I really want to thank you for being on the show today and just sharing your love of life and the journey, and it's just been a delight. Miss, I'm going to call you Miss Keller Williams for for number one, because you've made such a remarkable success of your life. And here you are at 60 something. And we won't, we know that I wish you really much more success in your life. You've really overcome a lot. And I thank you so much for being on the show today. Again, this is Karen Briscoe, the creator of the 80 by 80 movement and her five minute success show. Thank you. I've got a lot to think about and want you to share with all of your friends to listen to the show today because this is going to be great with all of the tidbits that we've given you today to sharpen your saw, sharpen it in five minutes. So thank you, Karen, again for being on the show. I love you and wish you all the best in 2020 and have a great day. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.